Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate- some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Me in this moment of being Trudy Lawson, who Trudy Lawson is in 2023, not willing to settle, not willing to put up with just whatever. Being selfish. <laughs> what I said, something I struggle with. I'm going to be selfish in this moment. And I wish I could open this, but it's not happening. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And I can't believe what we saw tonight. I simply can't believe it. In the same way Charity couldn't believe that Aaron B. resurrected at the end of this episode, I found myself in disbelief <laughs> at virtually everything we saw tonight. Making astounding face play? Uh, yes. There were astounding face plays left and right this entire fucking episode. Charity was putting on a masterclass. Um, I can't believe uh, 
that this episode was this fucking good. I can't believe that we got a Fantasy Suites this fucking good on the heels of a Shawcross season, on the heels of everything that happened in the bubble seasons. I know we had high hopes for this season after night one. Mm -hmm. We really felt like maybe things had changed. Tonight, to me, is confirmation that's 100% true. Because before we even get into this game, I just want to say very quickly, I think what the producers have done this season is they have corrected a massive mistake that they have been making since season 23, which is the belief that you need to build every season to your lead, breaking down and wanting to leave the show. That is not the case. What you want to do is exactly what they've done here. You want to build the season so that your lead finds themselves in an impossible decision, not impossible situation that you've manufactured, but an impossible decision that must be made. Give them people who are such great fits for them that the drama just naturally presents itself from there. I totally agree. Yeah. And this episode was incredible. Also... Incredible errors we we saw. I gotta say I was. But that is the stuff of legend. That's what, it's part of what makes this episode so good is the error that Xavier committed or the series of errors, if you want to talk about it mm-hmm. in, in such regard. It's it's mind-blowing on a scale you can't imagine. It is like the Bill, Bar- Bill Buckner grounder going between his fucking legs. You'll remember that game forever. It was a bad play. Who? I, we won't get into it. If you know, you know. Bill Buckner, <laughs> Google it. I'm just going to say that uh, giant mishaps in professional sports are just as memorable as great plays for obviously the opposite mm-hmm. reason. But I thought that that's what we saw tonight is the errors were at the highest level possible. The play was at the highest level possible. Everything Charity was doing was at the highest level possible. The bystanders were at the highest level <laughs> the possible. By- <laughs> bystanders, we had a great creature. It was just a fucking stellar fantasy suite episode. And again, we're not even into the fucking breakdown of this, but as you know, if you watched it, there was no rose ceremony at the end of this episode. This is the first episode this season that they didn't conclude with a rose ceremony. And I got to say it fucking worked. This is exactly how you uh, do an episode without a rose ceremony. You get through all the dates. We know everything that's led up to it. We know she's in an impossible situation. You make it slightly more impossible by adding in this resurrection. And guess what? Tune in fucking next week because we got the mental all and you know you're going to get 15 minutes at the beginning of that that's going to wrap up all this shit. You're going to see that rose ceremony then. It's brilliantly done. This is exactly how you do a non-rose ceremony episode. And it's the only time you should do it, by the way. Playoffs. For me... The Aaron B. resurrection feels like a false cliffhanger, but... Then Charity fucking sold it. And and maybe this is another reason why she's one of the greatest bachelorettes. If there really are no feelings between her and Aaron B., or at least on her end, and she's fucking acting this 100%, that's a company fucking player. That is the exact kind of lead you want who can do shit like that and make it believable, you know, if that's the case. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Love that response. <laughs> All right, well, shall we get into this? Pace case. Let's get into it. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. All right, we begin. This is week six, episode seven, Fantasy Suites. The intro. Tonight on The Bachelorette, Charity's falling for three people. There's a princess and uh, prince and princess. There's waterfalls, love level fours, jet skis, fairy tales, charity tears. She is done. 
Xavier has some doubts. Joey's afraid of showing a real side of himself. We're a week out from proposal. Somebody shows up who isn't supposed to be here. This is not a drill. Portion one begins. First four shots, by the way, here are creatures. Shark, fish, some other fish, and birds. That shark was... I thought it was going to be my creature. I did too. Because that's a real exotic, but went for something a little more tender. Just let me fucking right off the bat say, the B-roll they got of Fiji including their drone shots, fucking stellar. This is camera work. This is uh, images being shown that we have never seen this kind of quality before in recent memory anyway. Including charity at the front of the ships. Unfucking believable The show looks better. Like, that is mind-blowing to me because they've been doing this fucking show for a minute. 20-whatever years, you know what I mean? And they just... It, it felt like for a while they were dialing it in. The season doesn't feel like that. Even visually, like this shit is stunning. They were giving us really good images. Um, and we'll get to some specific ones later for sure. I agree. But we get this uh, Jurassic Park style sweeping orchestral score as we're giving all these Fiji shots. And Charity continues to... I love Cleveland and her ITMs about how romantic the setting is. And she arrives at the Pearl Resort and Spa on this boat. Uh, I love Cleveland's her room before pondering off the balcony she itms a reminder about dismissing aaron being the hardest thing she's ever had to do but she reminds us that there's still three players left dot and joey and xavier so even in this even in the construction of this they throw this fucking itm in yeah, them reminding us it's it's so well done it's so well done these are all giveaways for me <laughs> we see all three of the final players carrying their suitcases in we see dot and pondering at the ocean he sits on a rock Evoking Popeye in Australia. I said the same thing in my notes. We see Joey ponder <laughs> by this river. No. No. <laughs> An iconic shot. You got to always have one. <laughs> and uh, Joey Lud's love level four. Xavier ponders in his hotel suite on the river. Uh, and we see DLP talk with Charity. And in this conversation, he asks Charity about Fiji being a bucket list item. He asks about Aaron B. So he must be resurrected at this point. You got to know that. Yeah. And Charity says with Xavier, she sets up all these storylines. Xavier wants to see he's ready for an engagement. Dotten, too real to be true. And in response to this too real to be true story... Uh, story set up by Charity. <laughs> DLP says, there's nothing wrong with this man. And his eyebrows go up almost all the way off his forehead as he performs full aperture staring at Charity in disbelief at how perfect Dotton is. And that's why he got my face play of the game. He is doing, look at this aperture we're getting here. Yeah, that's very intense. That is full Dark Lordship. We got aperture there. We got eyebrows. That is intense. I agree with you. Not my face play, though. Mm-hmm. It's, these are the eyebrows of an empathetic oh, king. I didn't realize that. I thought they were the eyebrows of a man being paid millions of dollars to lie to players and people constantly. Good one. Thank you. That's what I do. That's what I do here. You see? Uh, so. We re-hit Genuine Joey for his 
storyline. And Charity says that her goal for Fantasy Suites is real and raw and clarity. And she says she's likely going to love level four, three players. Love that. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was a strong load of uh, just like a shotgun love level fouring load. And it really does, at least for me, I was like, is she really going to fucking do this? Or is this going to go off the rails or somewhere? She really fucking does it. It was crazy. She does it. And I'm like, let's get more love level fours. Let's do it earlier and earlier. Yeah. Let's amp this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's on night one. She has to pick 20 guys to, to love level four and then see where it goes from there. We'll all be Luke Parker on a group yeah. date. <laughs> that's, what, that's an experimental lead strategy for sure. Night one, you tell everybody you love them. See what they can do with that. That's going to blow up yeah. all their strategies. <laughs> love it. Match me. <laughs> Portion two begins. We get our first fantasy suite here. Again, opens with this incredible B-roll of Fiji. Xavier walks to a dock as he ITMs that Fiji is lit. He reminds us that he has love level three and he has some doubts about being able to get on one knee. He gets on this boat and heads to Nanuku, a private island in Fiji. Charity walks the beach as she ITMs that today is her first fantasy suite with Xavier. She misses him so much. His hometown helped her confirm he is, in fact, ready. All of his family said he's ready. He wants to get married. He wants to settle down and have kids. They meet each other on the beach. No hooju here. Very disappointing. We get a little bit of a kiss. And Charity ITMs that she needs to get more peace about his readiness today. And so that's his entire narrative. Is like, is he ready to get married? Charity tells him. And he's uh, made a lot of, he makes a lot of mistakes on this date, but his shirt here is not leopard, giraffe mix, some sort of animal print situation. Loved it. Charity says it's a private island, but not just for us. LOL. So an island. Yeah. Do you like that Jerry Seinfeld joke? Yeah, it was really good. I loved it. Island singers perform. Oh, wait. Right at the top of this, right before we see the stingray, a man plays some sort of a flute or like some sort of a woodwind instrument on top of a mountain. And this majestic flute man on the mountain was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the painting. He was my runner up. I loved it. Definitely all I was thinking about was how did he get up there? Did producers take him up there? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. And so congratulations to this man. Did he have a helicopter away situation like Chris Souls and the Badlands? Yeah, I mean, it had to have been something like that. I love this guy. I, I mean, they really went to great lengths to be like, we need to get a guy on top of this thing so that we can do a drone shot around him while he's playing his instrument. This, that's like direction. That's high-level creative shit, in yeah. my opinion. They're going to to the, these levels of effort this season to just for one shot... That's main character energy for a bystander. It is. It is. But it also just paints the picture better. It's cinematic. It's fucking great. Not my bystander, though. Um, so they uh, go to this private island, and she says there are other people here, and she waves out these Fijian dancers and musicians... It is a cultural display here. And two people emerge from the group, Joshua, and I believe I'm pronouncing this correctly, maybe, Makareta. And they get a Chiron, Fijian cultural leaders, and Joshua and Makareta were my... Portion 
Poor hey, poor hey, poor hey, poor hey. Moreno, bystander of the week. They lead the rest of this date, getting uh, Charity and Xavier into traditional garb, making them do traditional dances, giving the whole cultural experience of being in Fiji. And of course... Giving a glow. I see true love. uh, Making them have to do some marriage vows, essentially, to one another. Yeah, this uh, reminded me of (laughs) Cordy Robertson and Ben Flanick's date. But in Fiji. Yeah. They had to do fake vows. And then they uh, take them through a kava ceremony. Have you ever had kava? Mm, I've had champagne in Spain. Oh, nice. I drank kava once and it it gives you a buzz for sure. It's like, I don't know what it is. If it's alcoholic or something, I don't know exactly what it is. But like you get buzzed from it in a weird way. Hmm. Yeah. Well, under this buzz, they... <laughs> I was like, I just was thinking the whole time, like, what if this date was Joey? And I was just like, they, you making them get these outfits on, do the learn this whole dance. And I was just like, Joey just gets to make out under a waterfall. <laughs> you know what, though? I will say, like, there was there was the possibility for this kind of thing to go into a full edit. Xavier didn't go there. Like, he he held his mm-hmm. own in this shit. You know what I mean? I thought he played this very well. Yeah, it either goes one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, it either goes the good way or the bad way. And I think the race plays into it somewhat. So sure, we see he tells he tells Charity she's a delicate flower that he doesn't want to crush, and she's itming. Why would you crush me though? Agreed. Later at the picnic, I literally have no idea what Xavier is talking about. Something about questions, and they make out. And we do a strange cut back to San Diego, California. Aaron B. taping himself saying it's been a couple nights since that rose ceremony. There's a sword in his room. Oh, there's more than a sword. There's a sword. There's a jersey. There's his football jersey. That's his jersey from college, maybe high school. Not sure. Under is the sword and the sword is on top of a golden panther. I did not see the Golden Panther. I certainly did. I was distracted by the weapon and (laughs) suggestion of violence. No, this is exactly like uh, Zach in Love is Blind season four. Remember, he had the samurai sword with the owl. Yes. What is going on? Are samurai swords making a resurgence? What is happening? Are men okay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that extreme, what was the the major dojo energy? Dojo Mojo Casa. I need to get a sword is basically what I've, the conclusion he's I've reached. Flying, he's flying to Fiji. He hopes that Charity will accept his attempted resurrection. We see portion number three begins at Xavier's dinner. He wants to get deep. He says it's scary, but he's visualizing what it looks like. I overanalyze. My heart's 100% with you, but there's boxes that can't be checked. And Charity ITMs that she feels like Xavier could hurt her. She's protecting herself. And she tells him, you know, when the foundation's strong, you know, the little things are a breeze. And Xavier goes, this is definitely growth. 
And he ITMs, she needs to know me really. I'm like, oh, God, what is, what's coming? I know. I had no fucking idea what was happening right here. I was half expecting it to be like, I've spent $75,000 on Pokemon Go. <laughs> she's My just PCC. like, she's like, no, thank you. Uh, next, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People in my Pokemon Grow group have spent a lot of money. 75 uh, grand? Xavier says... No, not that much. Damn. I don't think. I've, I've probably fucking dropped all told because you know... Definitely is at least $5,000. I know someone has spent that much. I probably, on the game itself, spent somewhere close to like 500 bucks. But then I bought tickets to fucking Chicago to go to the first Pokemon Go Fest. And a hotel room and shit. That counts. Yeah, but that's like for... That's like a life experience. Indeed it was. <laughs> Sorry. Minutia alarm on myself. Uh, <laughs> it's, Pokemon Go has no minutia. I play it every day. <laughs> it's my lifestyle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> can I tell you what Jake's cousin <laughs> said to me about Pokemon Go? Huh. She said, Lizzie, when you're playing Pokemon Go, it's like... It's like you're playing Pokemon Go, and then there's like the things that happen in between when you're playing Pokemon Go, that, and that's your oh, life. Yeah. I was there. I was there. I know where <laughs> oh, you've you been. Were there. I know where you are. Um, oh, you were there, for, not in the conversation. No, I've been in that psychological state where people are like, dude, are you going to not fucking be looking at your phone playing Pokemon Go? I've been there. Yeah. Nonetheless, that is not what Xavier tells her. Uh, he tells her <laughs> that she is a queen. And he wants to be a king for her. He wants to dive deep. He has to visualize what the future with her looks like. And he has this big announcement. Um, Charity, in their one-on-one time, continued Charity wishes that she had a perfect formula to know about all these boxes being checked, she says. But they have to focus on the foundation. That's what Lizzie was talking about. And then in this continued <laughs> one-on-one time... Sorry, I was behind in my notes. Uh, no, he, I'm always doing that. I'm like, and that's the thing Chad just said. <laughs> yeah. He says another aspect uh, that is very serious with him. In the past, he cheated on his ex and he wanted to tell her that because he knows that that stuff is triggering for her, but he's a different man now and he felt the need to tell her because she deserved to know. And Xavier admitting infidelity in a past relationship, in a recent past relationship, no less, was my... Error, 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 error of the game. Totally enforced. If you get asked this question, yes, be honest. Of course. But you made it this far in the game <laughs> oh without saying this. What is the point of fucking revealing this? I mean, it's going to come out. Okay. You can't go on this show and your infidelities don't come out. But, like, this is what I... I'm curious about Xavier. What's his goal? Does he want to be the next bachelor? Does he want to go to paradise? If he wanted the ring, you can't make this play. And I feel like at this point in this season, it doesn't seem like he wants the ring. It seems like he wants out. Yes. I mean that too. I agree. Or like paradise. Yeah. But yeah, I guess he'll, he'll probably get a high sand placement on paradise, I suppose. But it's not good for your paradise run either. No, exactly. It's better for it to come out. Yeah, you're right. It might be better for it to come out post show. Because then there's always the conjecture of like, yeah, but you don't know the whole story type thing. Here, he fucking tells the whole story and basically says, I was a piece of shit. Not only that, but he does something else. Oh, yeah. Of course, later. This is this is the first error. And then it's just compounded. This is like in baseball when somebody gets hit a ball and they drop it and then they try to pick it up to mm -hmm. throw it and they fall down and they break their ankle and they have to be carted out and they never play baseball again. <laughs> that is what this was like. 
I mean, it was fucking unreal to watch. I was like, okay. It was unreal. He's been one of my favorite players all season. I thought. I agree. I honestly thought he was maybe the ring winner or like, I mean, in contention for next bachelor. I mean, all of these players are all, all of the top four. I feel like. I don't think he is now though, because of this. I don't think you can have a bachelor. You can't. Are you kidding me? Who is openly cheated on someone. What about Gary? We don't know about that. That's conjecture. That was a joke. I'm sorry. Too soon. That is too soon. How dare you? I want to believe that our Goldini Gary Turner is fucking pure as the driven snow and has never caused any ill will to anyone. You're you're calling him Goldini. Oldini. Sorry. Are we calling him Goldini? Somebody DM'd me uh, Oldini. That his nickname should be Oldini. But I cannot stop saying Goldini is what is happening. Well, it's Golden Bachelor. So Goldini makes sense. But we already have a Goldini. Golden Oldini is what he could be called, maybe. <laughs> Thank you. We'll okay, now. We'll... <laughs> uh, portion four, fantasy suite <laughs> one dinner. We're, we're back in it with Xavier and Charity. Charity comes back after leaving the table. She ITMs, this is the worst thing in the world. And she says, this is a sensitive spot I endured for six years. I want to mm. be with someone who will protect me from that. Uh, she goes, was it multiple times? How long ago? And he goes, multiple times in the span of five days, five years, five days. I was like, five years, uh, five days, two years in, I chose my stuff myself instead of choosing us. And she goes, what work did you do on it? And he goes, oh. well, my main thing I did is be more introspective. Oh, and this is the part where he falls down, where he tries to pick up the baseball and he falls down and breaks his ankle. What? This is the part where he kicks himself in the face. What? There's one answer here to get you out of this. Therapy. That's it. That's all you can say here, really. Maybe you can say, like, talk to my mom, my sisters or something about it. I don't know, but it's got to be therapy. Therapy. You can't just say, well, I thought about it a little bit and uh, I'm different now. (laughs) What? That's the answer of like a child yeah. when you're like, it's what nothing. Are you do to make this over? He's saying nothing. Go to therapy. Yeah, I was saying everyone should go to therapy. Don't. <laughs> you're not gonna be more. You're not gonna introspective your way out of like why you <laughs> blew up. I, in my opinion, of course not. But it also like even if you can. The the idea that like you ha- you did this thing that you thought was so out of your fucking character or something you never wanted to do again that you don't want to be that type of person and it doesn't like shock you enough to get outside help that you just sat there and thought about it and we're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that again. All right, moving on with life. And, and that's not what Charity wants to hear in this scenario. You could go therapy. You could say, talk to my priest, religious invocation. Oh, yes. A lot of prayer. Found God. You could use that as well here. Found God. That would have been great. I realized I wasn't living a godly life. But what's not great is how he just <laughs> continues this. We God, every one of these things. <laughs> See, he says he doesn't want it to define himself. It was when he was on vacation with his boys. Oh, and no. And that shit around me, I'm like, what is that shit? No. And oh, you're basically setting up a scenario that can easily happen again. You're basically saying, I can't ever be trusted on vacation or with my friends. On vacation with my boys. The the image conjured here is just that him and his boys are out fucking getting drunk and picking up every girl they can find wherever they are. Vegas, 
Mexico. Who knows where these vacations are taking place? But something like that is what it conjures, you know? And it just couldn't be worse. This is on Fantasy Suites. It conjures... I mean, for me, it conjures an even worse scenario when it's like that shit around me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm picturing like... I'm picturing probably worse than happened. But uh, she says, I never want to go back there. To, to conjure that image. To even like describe it. This is fantasy suites. The purpose of this is for you to have the most romantic fucking evening that this person has ever had. And so they're happy and smiling when they hand you the fucking card and key. And by the way, what great shots of the fucking key tonight. <laughs> the presentation of the fucking Harry Potter key was better than I've maybe ever seen it. We'll get to it. It wasn't on this date. It was on the Dotton date. They fucking have a little uh, shot in it of his fingers just holding it in midair. Okay. You're just previewing your minutiae? I can't That's help good. it. That's not minutiae. That's a huge part of this. That's maybe the most important shot of the whole fucking episode. That's not minutiae. We, we got to spend some time on that when we get there. Sorry. And some right now, I guess. But at any rate. <laughs> okay. So he's like, I don't want this fucking thing, vacation on the boys to define me. Sorry. What do you got? Vacation with my boys, which is like. Even just describing it as my boys suggests that you still see those people the same way. And like, yeah, he goes, you know, but maybe <laughs> he tries to differentiate here. He says cheating on a wife would be even worse than a girlfriend. And she's like, it would be bad either way. Yes. The cheating on the wife is worse than the girlfriend is now he, he's broken his other ankle. That I thought was going to be my error. I thought that was going to be my error. But my error comes up here where she basically says... Oh, wait. No, she doesn't. The next portion. I can't believe how long this conversation goes on. He says, it's scary, but you're pushing me and challenging me. And she holds up the fantasy suite card. She goes, can you be someone who can show up for me? She produces tears. She says, I believe in you. Will you show up? We come back. And he says, it has to be no doubt in my heart. There's no doubt. There's no fucking doubt. But in my mind, there is doubt for me to get to that point. Uh, has to happen tonight. I need to see more. And this was my error, 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 error of the game. You need to see more. Are you the bachelor? Not yet. This isn't a two-way street. <laughs> Yeah. This is fantasy sweets. You're lucky if she's offering you this key. And he then does I mean, I I think of this as the same thing. It's a infidelity wobble, but she basically says, Can you promise to not cheat on me? And he says, No. Unreal. Unfucking real. What? I might cheat on you? Yeah. How can you say how can you say that? I, I don't know. This is one of the strangest... I, I almost consider it a self-elimination. Yeah. It seems like he was trying to end his season so fucking hard that he was like, fuck it. I'll just be on national TV <laughs> telling this girl who I've said I'm falling in love with that I would still cheat on her because I'm just being honest. Yes. Shouldn't have been honest then, in my humble opinion. <laughs> it should have lied, dude. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked at all like his play this season I thought was so good and that it just is this... It's like he just finally gets to he gets to the semifinals and he just like breaks both ankles <sighs> and never plays again. It this guy he kicks himself in the face. And he he start like his whole play style this season was I'm 
uh, to charity, I represent a type that is like her ex, the guy that cheated on her for six years. Mm -hmm. And her main worry is that the cheating, the cheating, the cheating. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Not, not talking about it earlier in the season because you would have been fucking out. That's an immediate early red flag. You're gone. It's a reason to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. But here he seems to be wielding it in a way that's like, I know this will break us up immediately. It does feel like a self-elimination. And he's not giving an inch. She's giving him all these chances. And he's just like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Oh, she is. Um, Yeah, it was tough to watch. Yeah, she's like, I believe in you. Can you just tell me that you're not going <laughs> to... I And he says he can't trust himself enough to not... She's like, can you trust yourself enough to not hurt me? And then she, she takes it back at this point. She's like, I want my person to be more ready. She goes, Charity 2023, and I love this. This is yeah. a big Bachelorette moment speech. She says, being selfish, I wish I could, but uh, but it's not happening. I'm frustrated that it's not you, and this is not happening today. Let's go. And she just, she's like, get up from the table. This was very Hannah Brown. Yes. He, post-mortem, LL4s, I love you. Couldn't believe that. What's the point of doing that now? No idea. Very strange. Should have used that earlier. Should have should have been at the brink of disaster, the brink of her throwing that card away. And then you say, you know what? This conversation has got me to a point where I just realized something. Yes, Charity, I can be that guy for you. And I know that because I felt it right now. I love you. You make me want to be a better person. And I will be that person for you. Yeah. That's the play. And then it's salvaged. I'll go to therapy with you. I'll go to personal therapy. All of that. I'll pray to your God. I mean, this is just just a disaster. And Lee's charity produces tears. ITMs, I'd be a fool to keep someone not ready. I mean, I agree. <laughs> so this is a pretty clear, pretty clear decision. The next part, we see charity in bed. I was like, they should have had her go to the fantasy suite by herself. Why don't they do that? Yeah, have her go to the fantasy suite by herself. She just goes in there with a thing of, of uh, champagne and lays down on the bed and goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. I'm tired. Immediately sleep. I got an extra five hours of sleep. Um, by the way, this for, this portion, this uh, fantasy suite date, Xavier's took up the first basically hour of the program. Interesting. Almost half of it was dedicated to this. I guess that's they stretched it out because they were not doing the rose ceremony. She has an amazing ITM here. I'm not here to fix somebody, not here to build a man. It's not build a man workshop. Yeah. God willing, one of these two will work out. I'm praying and hoping. <laughs> so good. We see uh, two pigs run by Joey, presumably, for Fantasy Suite 2. Mm -hmm. It's unaddressed. We never see those pigs again. And Charity drives up mudding. Uh, and we hear this hard rock country music. Uh, they get a kiss. She asked, you want to say a prayer? And this was a mini error for me. He says, I have faith in you. I don't need to do a prayer. Do a prayer whenever. If you're a, in a religious season, just do it. I agree. 100%. Why not? Might make. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. 
That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, And it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my... Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Meundies. Comfort. From the outside in. 
Um, and the car dies. They switch seats and then give up and walk through the water. And they do this whole thing about how they've really adjusted because the ATV died. And they go to the waterfall. He says those ATVs didn't work. Were there multiple ATVs? It looked like one. Did look like one. We will never know. Release the ATV tapes. But uh, they talk about um, having a rough time, or Joey brings up having a rough time in the hometowns. He says he could tell that she was distraught when when she left. She was crying, and he, it, to him, it felt like maybe this was the end of the relationship. And she says, yes, in fact, there was something. That conversation I had with Uncle Joe, he <laughs> mentioned that I wasn't getting the real Joey, and she asked him what he meant, and Joey says, I did feel uncomfortable. It wasn't the real me, but it had nothing to do with you. I wanted to show you a good time. And because you've done so much for me over the course of the season, I wanted to repay that favor. And I was just nervous about doing a good enough job. Incredible. Beautiful. Incredible. Fucking beautiful. I mean... uh, He makes it for TRR and he avoids saying something they can't use, which is there's a lot of cameras on us and I felt like I couldn't be myself. Yeah, it was perfect. And... You know, it's got this compliment baked in. You've done so much for me over the course of the season. I just wanted to try and repay the favor, and I was nervous about doing that. Fuck. Oh, I loved this play. And then he asked her if there was anything else from that day, getting very clear and concise closure of this issue. You have had this attack. I have had my defense. Did it work? She essentially says, yes, there are no other problems here. They get a kiss. Uh, worked it out. Just fucking brilliant play. Brilliant play. His uncle tried to load this fucking bomb for him. He was like, fuck you, uncle. Let me show you how this fuck is done. You, if you even <laughs> are my uncle. Uh, they kiss in this waterfall and charity ITMs a low level three load. And there's a lot of pressure on tonight. Then we get a casting card in between here. Imagine falling in love under a tropical waterfall. Portion seven begins. Night is falling. Charity puts on makeup as she ITMs feeling good about going into the night portion of this fantasy suite with Joey. She hasn't told him yet that she's falling in love. Loaded love level three. What she needs to see from Joey is a continuation from him so she can be confident to read the card and take the relationship to a whole new level. So she's, again, literally laying out what he has to do, what plays he has to make tonight in order to achieve the score of the key and card. I mean, he set up this date so perfectly. Nothing is what she's saying. She's like, yeah, if he just keeps doing whatever, it's cool. He's Yeah, keeps going. Yeah. He's basically, as long as he doesn't tell me that he cheated on his last girlfriend and then refused to say he won't cheat on me, as long as he doesn't do that, we're going to the fantasy suite. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he fucking did it. The Jesus refusal. Christ. I mean, I don't know if it's edited to make it seem like that's what he said. But that's what it seemed like. And it's just a, such a yes. wild swing. I agree. Um, they enter this dinner and there is my ladder of the week behind them. And Joey ITMs, he doesn't always have confidence and I have more doubts. People are always idolizing me. Um, and dating me is like a roller coaster. And I thought that... Joey is doing such a good job here of setting up kind of like a Ben Higginsy edit, like on hashtag unlovable of when he, what I'm assuming ultimately gets heartbroken. Yes, I agree. He's setting up this, like there's an almost innocence to the play style here. Yes. It has a very good effect on charity though. 
specifically because she feels similarly. She's also a people pleaser mm -hmm. and it's the same kind of anxiety and nervousness she gets in, in some situations, she basically says here. And uh, they talk about, you know, him having confidence, but having these moments when he's not confident and that can push people away. And uh, it can especially be tough for people that he's in relationships with. And um, yeah, Jesus, it was just so brilliant. I almost gave it my play of the game until there was a surprise play later. But uh, this play was fantastic. <laughs> he love level fours her here. She love level fours back. She is also repping Dangle Nation, notably in this scene. Mm -hmm. They kiss. GITM, she's glowing, actually levitating, and produces the Fantasy Suite card. He ITMs, this is good for his insecurities and confidence. Uh, and Charity ITMs, he is the definition of a perfect person and a person I prayed for. Mm -hmm. We see them make out in the fantasy suites, and she says, love could reach new heights. Implied consummation. The lights go out. You can either get lights go out, door close, or curtain pull. Those are the main... Uh, consummation <laughs> tactics that the producers use. And indeed, we get two of them in tonight's big game. This is the first. So a few things in this. One, when he plays the level of four, he reminds her that in New Orleans, he loved level three. He's reminding her of that play. Mm -hmm. And at Hometowns, I love level three you again. I, I was falling even harder in love with you, he says. Yeah. So he's basically just saying like... Remember how I stayed on love level three for a while? Yeah. He's like, I love level three once, then I did it again, and now I'm love level fouring. So he he gives that progression, which is a, a good thing psychologically. It, it, it helps the other person realize there's an upward trajectory here. Movement has been made. And it has the desired effect. She says... The sacred words couldn't make her happier. And she says, after the day they spent together, it's not even a matter of if she's falling in love with him, meaning I was thinking about love level threeing. I am in love with you. No, he played the date so well, the day portion, that it allowed her to bypass love level three is basically what she's saying here. Mm -hmm. um, Unfucking real. And it's the first level four from the crown this season. And uh, this is where we start to see almost the presentation of the key. We see it a little bit in, in Joey when he pulls out the card. Not quite what we get from Dot. Just wait. You just wait. You just wait. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'll wait for it. <laughs> we have a GSJ uh, Fitbit commercial and then the next portion opens on a beautiful butterfly. Uh getting its nectar from a flower to represent the most delicate consummation there ever could have been. And that's why this butterfly was my... <laughs> Creature of the week. <laughs> okay. I love the consummation creatures. It's a soft spot for me. I do too. Um, I have to say I do too, but... There was another creature later in this game that I just thought stole the show. I mean, I did this over a shark. Yeah, I understand. Uh, they make out in the morning. She ITM, she's beaming, glowing joy in heart, self-glows. She says, "My on my face is the look of love. Love with Joey feels eternal. They. That was intense, I thought. <laughs> was it? 
Yeah, I don't know. Using the word eternal. You don't have eternal love all the time? Nothing is eternal. All things uh, will oh decay. Oh my God. All things move toward entropy. We know this. Sorry. <laughs> but she does say, I'm in love with Joey. Joey ITMs that waking up with Charity feels right. He could do it for the rest of his life for sure. Charity and Joey drink some orange juice that looks like together. And she says, these are feelings she's prayed for. There's multiple mentions of praying for love and God help me and Jesus mm -hmm. help me throughout this episode. This is the most Christian episode that we've seen so far. And it's also fantasy, fantasy suites. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. We get some more kissing here. And Joey ideas that he knows. Um, something could still happen with the other guys that could derail this. They hug again. And uh, he's like, you leaving and exploring these options basically is all part of this. Charity produces tears. And Joey says, this time it doesn't feel like a goodbye. He feels strong about where they are. And we see Dotton walking the beach as he ITMs missing her and not wanting this date to be Lottie Dottie. He wants to not sit back and relax because he knows there's other guys still. The level of competitive understanding that he has innately is absolutely fucking mind-blowing. And I don't know what to even call this play style. It's almost like perfectionism or something. <laughs> This man doesn't make mistakes. And even in shit like this, even in these ITMs, it's like he knows that he's got to be like setting up shit for the producers to use in this. So he's like, look, I know I've been playing a perfect season, mm -hmm. but I'm not sitting back. I'm not going to fucking relax. I'm going to blow this out of the fucking water too. He, he like doesn't rest on his laurels ever. That fucking hometown. Mm -hmm. He has been building just this perfect fucking season all season long making every right decision, doing like the wording of different ways he's playing love levels, all kinds of shit, just like really masterfully played. And then his hometown raises the bar for fucking hometowns across the board. That's one of the greatest hometowns of all time. Mm -hmm. And we hear some things that happened on the hometown that weren't even aired in this episode. Exactly. And here he's basically saying, fuck it. I'm, I'm still in this. I'm not settling. God damn it. He's good. No, I think he's like, he's an incredible player. Even in this, in the tiny little moves, right when they greet each other, he does this two-handed wave thing. So even though he's like a striking athletic person, he still does these little like quirks to be like, I'm, you know, real. Would you call this a hoodoo? <sighs> uh, oh, no, I, I can't. I want to so bad, but okay. I can't. There's no approach. You have to have a fucking approach for it to be a huju. I'm very sorry. Ask Kelsey Weir. Standing. <laughs> you get to say ask Kelsey Weir every time. You have to because that approach was fucking Olympic level. That was like a triple jump that she did on Pilot Pete. If I'm, you know, swimming in a pool and I say, is this swimming? And you go, I don't know. Ask Ryan Lochte. No, that's not exactly the same analogy. Still swimming. I'm saying a hooju has four parts. This is three of those parts, but you got to have four to be a hooju. This is something else. Standing hooju. Maybe, yeah, maybe it needs its own name or something, but it's not like, because there's no jump. A hooju is a hug jump. There's no jump. It's just a hug. The jump is vertical. She's not jumping. He pulled her into it. There is no approach. That's why I think it can't be a hoochie. That well, think of maybe another name for it because it was it was prevalent this season. These were the only kinds of hoochies she really did. There was like one yeah. or two actual hoochies, but most of them were this. 
And it was good. Once she got into the mountain, the clinging shit, it was good. He was such a tall anchor. Like, I feel like she had to be jumping. I don't know. It To me, I think because he's so tall, he just bends over, hugs her, and then stands up, and she's in a hooju. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She doesn't have a choice. <laughs> he's just like, this is happening now. I'm 200 feet tall. Um, all right. At any rate, I don't think it's hooju, but... We hit the... It's too good to be true. I'm deleting hooju out of the... <laughs> stats and they go on jet skis <laughs> she goes by him and yells toodles loved that so cute they go to the sandbar he says i know we're coming up on the quote unquote end of our fairy tale uh but it's been great and she says your mom prayed with me i don't Unreal. think we saw this we didn't why didn't we i guess it would spoil the ending my prayer life is important it was a pure moment with your mom i love your family i mean yeah what an amazing hometown and he goes i didn't know much about the show i didn't know what happens at the end four weeks ago and then they told me there's a proposal and i'm actually fine with that because it's you and she goes you're you're trusting the process this play that he made for let me just say this let me just say this i'm just i'll say this I have a dream about a certain play style uh, that I've never seen anybody play. And I have uh, tried to convince people to do it. So far, no one has done it. <laughs> it's called... <laughs> it's called The Nuclear Fool. Okay? And the okay. idea of The Nuclear Fool is that as a player, you come into the game and when you step out of the limousine, you walk up to the lead and you go... You lean in very close and you go... I'm sorry to have to ask this, but are we on a TV show? And you pretend for the entire time that you don't know what The Bachelor is or that it was even a TV show, that you thought it was a dating experiment and that was it. And so at every turn, you're like, a group date? What is that? And you have to have every piece of the game explained to you by other players. He almost fucking did this. There's a bit of nuclear fool in this play he made when he's like, I didn't know this leads to an engagement. What? What? Has he literally never seen the fucking show? Is he lying here? I think he's never seen the show. I think this is a fabrication. You think this is a lie? Yes, I do. Because in the casting <laughs> process, the producers ask, like, do you want to be engaged? They ask you, are you ready to be engaged? Uh-huh. There's absolutely no way this man made it through casting without having that question asked to him. There's no way. But maybe he just thought it could be something that could happen. I don't know. I think he's playing here. I think this is a high level fucking little bit of a nuclear fool sprinkled on top, uh, but playing it as 4TRR. I loved this. I loved this. It, it reminded me of like a better version of when that guy came on, listened to your heart and said, who's Chris Harrison or whatever. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, would you call what they do after this a hoodoo on the sandbar? I, I, I put No. I put, we see a drone shot pulling out as Charity is pulled into another... Oh, my God. Update. Delete. Hug without the jump, I guess. Um, You know what stood out to me after this also? Hmm. They did an apothecary wine commercial during this that was Charity's Love Level 4 sponsored. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Damn, nice. They didn't like call it Love Level 4 and they might have said like this special moment or whatever, but I was like, 
oh, they're sportsifying it. That is interesting. It's a good name for a drink, LL4. Mm-hmm. Portion 9 begins. It's nighttime. <laughs> they come to a dinner table. There's a kiss in the hallway. The wheels are spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Always spinning. Uh, they come to this dinner table and Don ITM's that the world is trying to tell him that charity is his person and he has no reason not to believe the world or the universe or God. We get another Christian mention here. He thinks he feels the love on her end, but he hasn't heard, in quotes, those magical words, aka those sacred words. Then we get some one-on-one time at dinner. He feels great, amazing, at peace, at home. He says he never felt like fairy tales were meant for him, but here he is, and it makes him think fairy tales can be for anyone. He cheers us to this. Uh, brilliant. This is poetry. Everything out of his fucking mouth is designed to further his narrative and continue to paint him in this light of just perfect. Even this idea that like, Mm -hmm. I'm so perfect, I'm living a fairy tale, but now check this out, I don't feel like fairy tales are for me. So he paints it with this sympathetic uh, almost Ben Higginsy kind of unlovable thing. It's, it's, God damn it, it's good. Mm-hmm. If he's actually never seen the show, he's like a savant for like how to play this game. I agree. I agree. She says, do you have any fears about this? He says, I would have noted them by now, but I love level three'd. Um, and then we grew and my brain is now in line with my heart now. I'm not scared. It's scary how easy it is to say love level four. And this love level four by Dotton mixed in with the whole fairy tale speech. That's literally like, I mean, Maybe their love is determined by God or what What was the thing is grandma said this, this love is blessed by yeah. <laughs> this love is eternal something. This love is eternal uh, because this love level four was my play, 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 play of the game. He Extracts a second love level four from charity here. She says, my heart is the same, 100%. Love level four. She says, you got me hot and steamy with this love level four makeout. I just thought this is this is perfection. This is beyond perfection, what we're seeing out of Dawn in this episode. He really has played, in my opinion, like the most perfect season maybe that we've ever seen of any player, mm-hmm. man or woman, in the history of the game. Um, Dale Moss. No, Dale Moss wrecked that whole fucking season. Like he did what he did parasocially, but I don't think he played that well. He played like, okay. All of his work was done preseason. And that work was enough to fucking just crush everyone instantaneously. That is saying something about his parasocial prowess. But I have no idea what he can do in the game. He didn't really do anything. Um, However, that is not the case with Thornton. And she gives him that card and she gives him that key makes him read the sacred invocation and we get a shot of literally Doughton's hand, his fucking fingers just holding the key in midair. This is a pickup shot. This is the director has a camera person come over and says, wait, just still holding it. Yes. That's funny. It says, okay, now Doughton, we need to get a shot of you holding up the key. This is literally a directed piece of acting holding up that key. Unfucking believable, but it's also beautiful. How many seasons? 
Have we seen a fucking fantasy suite card and the key is just somewhere laying around in the shot? Maybe they're covering it up with like most of their hand. Just some terrible fucking presentation of the key. Here, they're giving it its fucking due. This uh-huh. key is important. It's a Harry Potter key and they're living a fairy tale. And this key wasn't always in the game. In the early, early days of the game, it was it was literally like a hotel key card. A hotel key. Oh, yeah. Just like a fucking little plastic key card. You know what I mean? Like a credit card looking thing. I don't remember when it was. I Oh, I know. And all I think about is um, even uh, What's-Her-Face got one on Jesse Palmer's season. <laughs> Trish Snyder. Who had already gone home. Trish Snyder. Yeah. Speaking of resurrections. When Charity says you got me hot and steamy, by the way, she does a steam engine gesture. I love this. So goofy. And he, when he's reading the fantasy suite card, he reads a line and then he goes, facts. I love this giving commentary on the fantasy suite card. I don't even think I've ever seen that before or I can't remember. No, I have never seen it either. And that did lead me to believe like maybe he really doesn't know this show because there are certain pieces of the ceremony of the show that like people can get very robotic in, you know, when, when they're like, oh, here, now I have to read this fantasy suit card and hold this key. But he did put a little, little spin, a little flair on it, you know? Yeah, like he's able to be mindful in this right. in this part. Um, and they make out. She says, we're free as two birdies in love flying. <laughs> and uh, I love this line. And then there is uh, another implied consummation. We love to see it. Yeah. This one is the curtain pull. Next morning, they're in bed together. She- oh, we also, by the way, on both Joey and Doughton, sometimes there's a post-consummation shot, which is clothes on the floor. We got it both times with Joey and Doughton, her shoes on the floor. Shoes. Yeah. We see the next morning with Doughton and they make out in bed. Charity ITM's Doughton exceeds expectations truly. No shit. This was such a horny moment for the show. I loved it. I know, but she's also right. Like at every level of the game, he he exceeds expectations. He's just perfect. I mean, DLP's face play. He's, there's nothing wrong with this man. Mr. Perfect. That should be his nickname. And Dotton says, I respect her decision. All uh, She wants to exhaust all her options, but I will be heartbroken if it doesn't work. And we hear thunder. We see a bird on a post and we see... An Aaron B. Resurrection. God. Here they do a dumb bit that is Ed Wastebrot style. Yes. This was, I wrote this down as well as like, come on, producers. You were playing a great season yourselves here. Very few complaints about the season, in my opinion. I don't think they're fucking around with this too much. They're presenting it correctly. I've severely enjoyed this fucking season. Then this shit comes. Yeah. Hey, uh, Aaron, walk up to the that... Uh, clerk at the hotel desk there and ask where's charity hotel clerk will you be in the sketch for us all you have to do is pretend like you won't give out the names okay and action this is all fake 100% fake if they're really taking him to meet her just fucking do it obviously producers are there in all of this they they booked his flight Exactly. This is absolutely absurd. They arranged the van to the hotel. What What are you doing? It adds nothing to this. Um, there's no suspense generated here. It's just stupid at this point. Your audience is much smarter than this. It's much smarter than you give us credit for. We are the fourth audience, by the way. You don't need this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're pretending this is a real hotel and then he's just going to walk into the pool area? On- well, I'll just... 
they won't tell me at the front desk where the person is I'm looking for. So I'm just going to stalk the grounds. Hopefully yeah. security doesn't <laughs> kick me out of here. Like yeah. this is insane. Just don't do this. Just don't do it. Whoever's on the, the, the producing team who comes up with these ideas, don't do it. This feels like a Sally suitcaser to me. At least there was not a wig. Yeah. I don't know if the same person came up with the idea or not, but it feels like it feels like it's possible. If that's the case, producers, you know what you have to do. Then we go with Aaron as he supposedly is roaming the grounds and we see Charity is stirring her tropical drink by the pool, unaware that he's here. He's literally, they've got this shot where he's walking behind her and she doesn't notice him and shit like this. It's like Keystone fucking cops. Finally, he walks up to her poolside. As she, and she is surprised, to say the least. She fires off several face plays in a row. <laughs> giant eye aperture, giant mouth aperture. Uh, in the middle of the sequence, she raises her hands to her head and makes a cage of fingers around her face with full eye aperture, full mouth aperture. And this surprised, shocked, finger cage around the face was my... Face... Play of the game. It's a really good one. I like to think of myself as a face play purist, which means pure face play. What does that mean? It means no involvement of hands, generally speaking. Oh, no hands. But every once in a while, yeah. somebody uses some hand play to mix it in with the face play, and it produces a fucking work of art. That's what Charity has done. I think if the hands are in the face, like arena that's that's acceptable yeah i mean it still is definitely a face play i just i tend to look back fondly on mckenna dorn um and all the great face plays she did who does it all the tongue work the eye rolls uh, it was just um really transcendent what she did triumphant you might call it before her time she was before her time what can i say but this was fantastic and what could she do if she had hands involved too. She never used hands though. It was all facial. Um, nonetheless, I loved this addition of hand play into the face play here. This is not just your standard. We expect at this point from charity, outstanding full eye aperture, full mouth aperture, surprise and shock looks. We expect this. Mm -hmm. The look, I almost gave her my face play of the game for the look she gave Xavier when he said that he, he uh, would not not cheat on her or whatever, you know? <laughs> I did I did rewatch it to see yeah. her reaction again. <laughs> it was just so, so odd. I just, I liked this face play a little bit more and she says she can't believe her eyes because he's not supposed to be here. But she's not mad about it. She's excited to see him. And she's just trying to make sense of this. She doesn't know what's happening. And at this point, we're at the end of portion 10. There's like five minutes left in the show. We haven't had a rose ceremony. And I'm thinking to myself, they're going to... This is it. And you're okay. They're going to fucking cliffhang us on this. And I'm fine with it. I fucking actually love... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I think this decision to not have a rose ceremony here, put it at the front of uh, Mental next week, is the right decision. The tell-alls get lower ratings, generally speaking. Now, if you want to see the fucking conclusion of what was a an almost perfectly made 
Fantasy Suites. You got to tune in next week. Almost perfectly, I said, because of this dumb shit they had him doing at the hotel concierge desk. I think if we didn't have Xavier leave, I would have felt differently. Mm. But because we already had an elimination, I felt okay with it. Yeah. We continued this resurrection in portion 11. Charity ITMs, it's not a short flight. And he says, well, you said you weren't sure if you made the right decision. So I've really been like stuck on that. Charity says, I was love level three. You deserve to know that. This is insane. This is not a drill. She ITMs. I'm love level four with Joey and Dotton and maybe love level three with AB. And the way that Aaron revealed this to Charity when he came back, he says, when the van doors closed, it hit me. This was over. Hardest emotion I've ever had to sit with. And, uh, he could have given more. He puts it on himself a little bit. I could have given more. And her saying she didn't know if she's making the right decision got him stuck. It was in his head. He wants to know if she's been thinking about it well. The way he positioned this, his own resurrection speech, his resurrection inauguration speech was my play, 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 play of the game. This can go very bad. Uh, walking into a situation like this can be an immediate dismissal. We've seen it a bunch. Mm-hmm. That's not what happens here. She says, I understand. Uh, We've seen not let on the grounds before. Yes. And this is also where I think she's acting potentially. She says, I understand where you're at, but I'm going to be very honest. She sets it up like she's going to tell him to go home. She sets it up like she's going to say, I have stronger relationships already developed. I'm sorry. Time just wasn't on our side. She sets it up like that. But she says instead, I'll be very honest, I have been thinking about it every single day. I don't know, don't know if I made the right choice. The relationship was something so good and powerful. And she was falling in love, but she didn't verbalize that to him. So she is kind of verbalizing it here. Mm-hmm. She still cares about him so much, wonders if she made the right choice, blah, blah, blah. Can I take a step away to go think about this? Of course. And he gives her that time. And um, as, as you were saying, she says she's in love with everybody here. I just couldn't believe he fucking did this. Got the producers to fly him there. And then she's keeping him. So whether the producers are forcing this narrative or not, he has gotten back into the show. It's fucking insane. Right. I mean, he's made it. I feel like this is a false cliffhanger and he'll be gone at the rose ceremony. But she's playing ball and being like, I'm entertaining it. But he had to have put in a season that could lead to this point where this is even remotely believable. You know what I mean? Like Braden's not getting this, you know, <laughs> like he did make it very far. Um, hometowns is, is playoffs. And now he's able to use that to generate a real fucking resurrection. He is back in this game, at least for another episode. I don't know what's going to happen in that fucking rose ceremony. I just don't, I just don't consider them a successful resurrection Unless they get a rose. Okay, interesting. I guess I consider it a successful resurrection if you're in more than one episode. 
like you get the resurrection episode if you get one more or not. I just consider that a resurrection, I guess. Fair enough. I was blown away by it. Uh, then we get our next week. There's the Mentel L. Braden is in full villain garb, black earrings, black outfit, just fucking villained out. I love this shit. We see Xavier walking out on her in the Mentel We meet Gary Turner at the Mentel I can't wait for this fucking Mentel Oh my God, yes. Then in two weeks, we get the finale. It looks like Aaron is there. He's at least in the promo for it. There's tears and emotional. And Joey is scared. Charity's brain is clouded. Uh, Dalton tears. Aaron is panicking. Charity is torn. Charity is truly not okay. She has a panic attack. And then we get this uh, tag where Dawn and Charity are eating their dinner. And she believes she sees a salamander clinging to the ceiling above them. But I think it's a gecko. Either way, this creature was my... Creature of the week. Anytime you are out in the world and you're a creature and you see a bachelorette or a bachelor having dinner with somebody, put yourself in the scene. And if you're a creature that can cling to a ceiling, some can, you do that immediately above their head and you have them looking at it and preoccupied with your presence for the entire night. Brilliant play by the salamander or gecko, whatever it might have been. And then drop into the salad. Yeah. <laughs> and then become consumed by the bachelor or bachelorette and live forever. <laughs> Wait, by the way, in this promo, there is a scene between Charity and her mom where she's just like, I don't know. And her mom's like, pick one. Yeah. Why wasn't this to bring her home to us? I know. You have to make a decision. Again, an amazing clip. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean. And it could be about anyone. I won't begrudge the producers what they've done in the promotions of this season. I will say this season's promotions don't have like the fence jump moment where they bring her home to us. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with it. There, There's something about... I feel like there some of these, I am clap, clap, heartbroken. That and the charity mom scene and genuine Joey. I'm like, these are all like good moments. Yeah. I guess I would, I guess like the mom one, I do think is like kind of on the, not, it's not on the level of a fence jump, but it's like, it's that type of a moment. And mm-hmm. I mean, it does get annoying when they show them over and over, but like, I could have seen a couple of these more. I agree. I agree. I think they should have peppered him in a little bit more, but um, like I said, overall, I can't, I mean, it's a minutia nit- nitpick. I can't complain about the marketing of this season simply because I've enjoyed it so much. I've watched all the promos and the amount that I'm enjoying this season, I don't know what psychological effect the promos are having on me, but the the overall end result is I have liked this season more than I have liked a season in a while. A lot more. Like maybe since Popeye. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there were things that I enjoyed about all the bubble seasons for sure. Um, But overall, the feeling you got at the end of a bubble season name literally any bubble season was like, Oh God, I hope they get it together next season. That's kind of what every one of those seasons felt like. (laughs) Yeah. This feels like the first season where like, fuck, they finally did it. They got it together. This shit is fucking bachelor again. You know, I agree. Anyway, I digress. Who was your MVP for my play of the game? Love level four for his just, I mean, his never watched the show play. I don't even know what you call that. Nuclear fool. His nuclear. I thought <laughs> his 
nowhere near a nuclear fool. <laughs> but I love that that experimental play strategy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Dotton was my M M M M V P. Yeah, I I acknowledge 100% Dotton was the best player of this game. He dominated it and made all the right plays, astounding plays in every way. I just, I, he's so fucking good at everything he does. He should have gotten my MVP, but he didn't. Aaron B was my... M, 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 V... I loves oh Mia Resurrection. God. I loves it. And I really love a good one like this where it, it at least in the narrative and I look it's pro wrestling to me at this point but it is believable. I like what they're doing with the storyline. I like what the writers are doing on this one. I like the acting on this one. <laughs> it's fucking good. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens to him next week. I'm genuinely looking forward to that. There's not like an eye roll from me on this one. I'm like, fucking A, how are they going to kick this guy off? Are they going to make him stand front and center at the or like a whole rose ceremony? Is he going to get a fucking fantasy suite? He's going to a rose ceremony. He's not getting a fantasy suite. Is he getting a date at all? They would have timed it with the first. Like, that's what where they really should have done it was right after she dumped Xavier and be like, well, you want to give it to him? <laughs> the, a car literally, Xavier pulls off in his car and another one pulls up right behind it and he gets out. Yeah. Hey, how about me? Can I get the garden key? Um, I If they do keep him around to the rose ceremony, which it looks like they do from the promo because he's in a fucking suit, they got to at least give him a date. Maybe a daytime date, a lunch, something. They have to have... Yeah, he's got to have a scene where he talks to her. To make it somewhat believable. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see that. I could see like a tiny little date, maybe. They that's what they should do. They shouldn't have it just be like a knock knock format. They should have it be a nice little date. They should give him a full ass fantasy suite. They could. Why not? And they should definitely alert the other two guys that he's there. How do you think they should do that? I'm not sure. Something like fireworks peeping Tom. They should have those two guys <laughs> in a room sitting there talking to each other, like, how'd your fantasy suite go? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Like Peace style season 24 where they had all three of them live in the same room and then there's a knock at the door and they open it and it's Aaron B and he's like oh sorry I was just looking for Charity's room and then he shuts the door and walks away <laughs> and they're like what the fuck <laughs> they just let them have that let them stew with that I did when they had him talk to the hotel lady I was like are they gonna make him go on the guy's room what are, what are they doing this for <laughs> uh, I know I know I, but whatever I, be, I, I begrudge them nothing this season they have really turned in a gem here. Uh, look, I, I can't be nitpicking now. I agree. I think it's like such a strong season. I wish like the world could know. I know. I know. Look, I do my best. I'm out there. I'm in the world. Every person I see, I say, do you watch The Bachelor? I uh, used to. When did you stop? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere around Matt James. This is the one you got to come back for. I do my best mm. to, to get people back on board with this shit. Because this is fucking, this is primo shit that we're getting here with Charity Lawson's season. I agree. Fantastic Bachelorette. Fantastic players. Fantastic producing. That just feels good to say. I have to say it. I know they have their problems and all this shit, but like the product is the product and I want good fucking product and they're giving it to us this season. The new Sauce King.
Bachelor clues. I'm not saucing, dude. I'm not saucing. I'm just saying. I know. I'm joking. You know. I, look, I think it's amazing too. I know there's problems in the franchise. I know there are. There, there have been for a long time. I get that. But the fact remains: this show's going to come on every January and every whatever July for Bachelorette. They're going to put something on that TV, and we're all going to fucking watch it. And this time it's real good. And I love it again, you know? Fuck, it's just good. Look, there was one promo during this episode that was like, keep watching The Bachelorette. Maybe it was the makeup commercial. Um, But I was like, keep watching The Bachelorette. I'm like, I had an existential crisis when it said that. I was just like, like I have a goddamn choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's just, look, there's nothing wrong with that. I was like, what do you mean? I'm never going to stop. It's, no, there's nothing, there's no. It's like a football fan or a baseball fan or any other sports fan. Exactly. You know. This is Pitt. This is what I love. Me too. Fuck it. Anyway, thank you everyone for joining us. Anyway. Uh, This has been our recap of uh, Fantasy Suites, Bachelorette Season 20. I can't believe we're here already. So good delivering the fucking playoffs are delivering. I know the, this whole season has delivered, and I wish that this season would have been truncated. She's missing two episodes out of the regular order, so that means all this shit was moved faster, and we are missing two regular season episodes. Ah, oh, I wish. Do you think that's good or bad? Um, I I mean I would have liked to have seen them if they were all this good. You know, would have been fucking great. Two more rose ceremonies thrown in there. I wonder if there's something to the like fewer total men and like more more high quality players. Yeah, this has been a great season and I've loved every second of it almost except for that Aaron B talking to the hotel desk clerk. But uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us and we hope that you have a, a great time with this episode as fun as we did. And we'll be back on Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation. And all through the rest of this week, we're going to have Grace Ann and Grafting covering Love Island. And there's a new Digging Deeper out, which we probably should have noted up top, but... Certified juicer. It's a great one. There's uh, there's actually a new... There's a new Sauce King, and it might not be who you think it is. God, there truly is a new Sauce King. A dark Sauce King. Dark Sauce Lord. And there's a bunch of crazy-ass Michael Alio shit in this Digging Deeper. The things he's saying are <laughs> wild as hell. Just contract violating left and right. Uh, so check that out if you haven't. Yeah. We didn't know if he would respond to the the Sierra accusations, but he did. Yeah. We now know he did. But before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,806 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 